going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Court of Capes, where your favorite judges rate, rank, and discuss hero content, anime, animation, and this episode, live action. You heard it from me. Today, we are delving into the live action Kim Possible movie, and, uh... Curtis stated before we started the beginning um, that he has layered thoughts about this film, and I'm really excited to hear those and JC's questions. Oh, man, guys. <laughs> guys. Guys, this film, my word, my notes on this film is absolutely wild. Well, without further ado, before we get into those thoughts, let me introduce myself and my fellow judges. I am... Ooh, the Renegade Kingslayer, Judge Shelton. Good names. Nice. Yes, absolutely. We also have our very own MCU conspiracy theorist. Almost missed that one. And chaos bringer, Judge Brown. It's time to post some things to Villainstagram. Hey, you stole my hey, intro. Dang, Did I? That, that was, I was literally going to quote that uh, one as well. I mean... Uh. That's the only thing I can think about to quote from this freaking movie, JC. Ah. Um, well, there, there's another one, all right? I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you, actually, Curse. Here we go, man. All right. <clears throat> we also have the showman, the conqueror. He's Rufast and Rufarious, Judge Cooper. <laughs> nice. Nice. I appreciate that. Um, something I just realized, uh, JC... If I could uh, invite you into my closet here so we can talk without Josh hearing. Oh, yes, yeah. Um, we don't have rotating names. We don't have enough names to rotate. Yeah, we really don't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wait, Josh, Josh, you better not be eavesdropping. Oh, sorry. We are I, I... in the closet. Okay. It sounds like it sounds like we might need to fix that real soon. <laughs> this this is the Boom Boom Boys closet. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we we gotta fix that at some point. All right, yeah. let's walk back out of the closet. I wish we, I wish I had a sound effect for that. <laughs> oh, happy Pride Month, everybody! Oh yes, yes, happy Pride Month. We as the Court of Capes absolutely support and celebrate everybody under the LGBT plus spectrum. Yeah, welcome to the show. Hey, you boys! All right, so. Yeah, JC, I'm excited for your questions, and I think we should get in real soon. As I said, we are discussing the Kim Possible live-action film, which is uh, one hour and 26 minutes was, I cannot believe this is actually true, came out in 2019. <laughs> that is the wildest fact of this entire movie. I can't believe that this freaking thing came out like... Oh, 12 years after the show ended? Yep. Yep. That mm -hmm. That is bonkers. Not only is that bonkers, but just the film itself. This film came out in 2019. Less than three years ago. <laughs> yep. Yes, it did. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, uh, so yeah. Um, it starred uh, Sadie Stanley as Kim Possible. And I don't know how to spell or say uh, Ron Stoffel's last name, Sean G Jambrone. 
Yep. Sounds right enough to me. Uh, Taylor Ortega as uh, Shigo and Todd Stashwick as Dr. Draken. Okay, okay. So, All right, what you got? Curtis, you'll appreciate this, Curtis. Um, okay. Remember the finale episode of Adventure Time? Yes. Where they cut to the future with Shermie and Beth? Yes. The guy who, vo- or the guy who played Ron is the voice of Shermie. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, he's a good voice actor. Um, we'll leave it at that. I'm just saying, man. Come on. Well, um, okay. We'll, uh, kudos we'll, to we'll, him that he stayed in the biz. Like, kudos to him. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll lean into that. What were your thoughts on Ron, Josh? All right, all right, all right. Um, actually, I was literally going to think that we were going to go through the cast and, like, talk about our thoughts of them as their character, you know? Yeah, we pretty much are. We yeah, okay, much are. So great, great. So, okay. we're start- so we're starting with Ron. We're starting with Ron. Okay, first of all, Ron, the character, like, I think he did his voice very well. Like, I think he attempted, and I really enjoyed the voice mm-hmm. of the character. I think the writers and the choreo- choreographers as well did extremely poorly with his character. Okay, okay. Can I can I hit pause and just say something real quick? Okay. Yep. All right. I want to just go ahead and throw, like, just some general, like, things we should consider with this movie. Is <laughs> this movie objectively good? No. No, no it is not. No, it's not. It is not. But that being said, is this movie a Disney Channel original movie? Yes. Yes, it is. I've oh, yeah. seen many of them in my lifetime. I've seen, like, most of them that were released in, like, a 15-year window back yep. in the day. This is, is this on the same quality level as most of those? Yes. Yes, yep. it is. I think key uh, on uh, most. I think most is an important one. Yeah, there, there's a couple. There's a couple that rise above and are like actually hold up like reasonably well. Yeah. Right. Uh, but uh, that being said, um, I think that this movie is a movie that I enjoyed for what it was. Yeah. I, and see, as someone who is like a super fan of Kim Possible, apparently. The more I, more I watch the show, the more I realize how much I love Kim Possible. Yeah. Um, the more I realize, like, if I saw this movie as a 10-year-old, I would have freaking loved it. Yep. Yeah, that, I mean, that makes sense. Uh... But, we're, we're, but I feel like we're, we're both, we're reviewing this as an actual movie, because we watched it, we spent our time with it, and it deserves our honest critiques. Yeah, but we're also reviewing it through the pre- through the prism of this is a kids movie for kids for little baby kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. So Josh, you can continue with okay. uh, your Ron opinion. All right. So uh, I thought. I mean, I thought the casting at first I was kind of like, eh, but I thought the casting was well done for Ron. Um, I liked the kid. Yeah, I oh, yeah. I liked him. I thought they dove into his clumsy clumsiness too much though at the beginning. Oh yeah. Like oh yeah. He's like Ron's not usually that clumsy. He'll have one moment, but like 
I don't know. And, and and when he was it when the camera or moment wasn't focused on him, he was trying to figure out what he was supposed to be doing, and apparently he couldn't. <laughs> like he could not figure out what to do. He'll just like look down and be like, oh, 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 just try to be like really, really awkward and weird. And I was just like, ah, oh, this is great. Um, <laughs> but overall, I thought the casting for Ron was great. I thought the writing wasn't the best and the choreography like there were times where he was taking like when she was carrying the basket right of clothes he was taking steps that were like a tenth of a normal stride and i was like this looks so bad <laughs> i don't know it was just something that stuck out to me um uh i like i i also, but i liked his dynamic with rufus immediately like that was good um so ron i would give that a, a good casting Nice. Yes. Curtis, yeah, no, do you agree? Yeah, I, I agree with that, and I don't have a whole lot to add. Um, aside from, like, another general thing that I'll say that, like, it definitely applies to Ron is I feel like a lot of the characterizations for these characters were drawn from specifically, like, early Kim Possible. Yeah. Because yeah. in early Kim Possible, Ron was a lot sillier, and the and the the farther we got along down, the more competent he became, more comfortable he became in his own skin. Now, I did like that they kind of synthesized this version of Ron to already be comfortable with himself. I yeah. think that really, like, to play, like, a little less cynical of a character than he was in the beginning of the show, um, I thought that was nice. And the fact that he was just, like, always there and, like, always nice to Kim um, was was really nice, was really cool. Um yeah. I thought they would do a little bit more with their friendship, though. Yeah. I, I didn't necessarily expect them to, like, ship them by the end, but there, were, there weren't there were as many, like, conversations between them as I expected. No, they. I totally agree with you. Like, he would say, we're the best friends in the world, but I was like, where do we see that? Like, yeah. we Show don't, me, don't see no. that at all. Like, yep. That and, and this and the one of the biggest plots of the entire movie was that Kim was being very self-absorbed. So I mean, yeah. And yeah, honestly, the, honestly, Kim, Kim kind of just went through a character arc that Ron went through like three or four times in the show. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and there's just the fact that Ron got sidelined for a majority of the movie because of yeah. another character that we'll get to later. Okay, we will okay, discuss okay. that. Extensively later. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh man. But I mean, I I basically am falling in line with both of you guys. I think you analyzed Ron perfectly, and I completely agree. Right. So, if there's nothing else to say about Ron, keep it rolling. Yep. We gotta bring up, quite possibly, the best character in the movie, Mr. Barkin. Uh, okay, I don't okay. know if I agree JC, with that one, JC. JC, actually, <laughs> actually, I'm gonna go ahead and throw out a hot take. The Mister Barkin was probably my least favorite decision they made with this movie. Really? Yes. Yeah. Curtis yeah. is on yeah. it. Absolutely. Because like, because like, there are plenty of like character concessions they make, and like they have to like merge some characters and like switch around some characters, and I understand that. But the fact that they didn't just bring in Patrick Warburton to play Barkin 
he okay. cuts a, he cuts an intimidating figure, and they brought in like they brought in the lady from How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> so I mean, they're on about the same level. <laughs> okay, I completely agree with you that it should have been Patrick Warburton, but I am purely looking at this from the writing of the character and and not what could have been when I, when I said. That. Because that being said, I thought I thought the uh, the one cat joke was pretty funny. <laughs> the meow well, thing that he said, yeah, that was the okay. only funny joke with him on yeah. scene. I I think the rest of it was just like, oh yeah, so like he, he's just this weird guy. Yeah, okay, no, it, it was pretty. Funny. It was so cringe. So so there were okay there were a couple <laughs> there were a couple cringe things, but the the thing that sold it for me where I was just in love with everything was the fact that they just played up the joke that he's every teacher and that he was already in the other classroom before Kim and Ron got there. I love that. Okay. I did like that. Yes, that was, that they was did the most that. barking thing that he did. Yeah. yeah, that was the most barking thing that he did. And that is the only thing that I will remember about him tomorrow about this movie. And therefore, I am basing all of my judgments around the character on that sole fact. Oh, and I loved it. Man. Therefore, I love him. I would also oh, like to gosh. point out. I would also like to point out the fact that, like, how great is Barkin that we are actually upset that he got mischaracterized? Oh, true. <laughs> you know, I mean, we've just grown so comfortable with the character who he is on the show, and he's great. And he's great. Yeah, I mean, his voice. I mean, Patrick Warburton is like a legend when it comes to voices. Like, he's oh, yes. top OG. dollar. Um, so it it just. I mean, and he looks good too. I mean, it's not like his body doesn't match his voice. You know. So he would have been a perfect casting live action. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, I uh, so I'm gonna have to disagree with you on that, JC. I don't think he was the best casting. I I will I can tell you what I oh. think the best casting oh. is. I didn't say best casting. I just said one of the best characters in the oh, movie. Oh, okay. Uh, and I'm basing all of that, all of that, around the fact that he, he appeared <laughs> in the in the room before Kim and Ron. Oh and my gosh. <laughs> And it was playing up the idea that he is every single teacher in that school. Live your truth, JC. Live your truth. All right. All right. Let's, okay. let's move on. Uh, so, Curtis, <laughs> do you like to bring up a character? Ooh, I get to bring up a character? Ooh. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, I mean, it's got to be one of the core four. Because that's, that's who we're really talking about here. Mm -hmm. um, being Kim, Ron, Dragon, and Shigo. I want to talk about dragon okay because i thought that they probably did the best possible job they could have done with dragon on mm -hmm. this budget with this like level of script mm -hmm. for better or for worse um i liked that they switched up his character design to just have like the blue veins in his face because like him just having like blue face paint would have been dumb yeah um his costume was immaculate. I loved. I loved how accurate that was. Mm -hmm. And I like um, that the lighting that they chose almost made it seem like his face was blue throughout. Yeah, yeah. That was that was a good choice. I liked that a lot. Mm -hmm. And he actually, personality-wise, was pretty close to Dragon. Like he was. He was trying to like. He was trying to like understand team speak, which Dragon has done okay, multiple yes, times. That was a big. He's thing like. He was doing. He's really petty. I could see Draken doing the whole like shtick in the beginning in the prison where he's like trying to like plot against Kim Possible. Um, he's very childish and he's very yeah. like, he's both like 
trying to intimidate and intimidated by Shigo, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really liked them turning him into a kid at the end. I thought that was hilarious. And, like, it definitely was setting up for a sequel that they never got because this is, like, I, I read up that, like, this was apparently, like, the worst performing Disney Channel original movie in a long time. Was it? Because guess what? All these kids who watch this are millennials. And we yeah. don't watch Disney Channel anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, this, and I think, here's here's the, the biggest problem with this movie from, like, if I went into this never seeing Impossible is it does not explain its world well at all. It just kind of throws you in. You're like, oh, yeah, reference, 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 reference. But the movie's not mature enough to really handle the fact that, like, it wants to appeal to an older audience, too. It's still just as childish as any other Disney Channel original movie, but yeah. without any of the world building that one would need to know, like, oh, so this is how Kim actually operates. This is why Draken doesn't like her. This is how their whole dynamics really work. Mm. Yeah. So, so what what did you all think of Draken himself? I mean, yes, he did touch on those things, like you like you said, him trying to be hip with, uh, you know, the crowd, all that kind of stuff. Him kind of in his own world. I um, one of the knocks that I felt like I felt like his laugh was unnecessary. Oh, like, I thought that was, the laugh was by far the worst part. I that was like, that was, that was absolutely good. not needed and very undraken like. Like he does not do the laugh thing like that at all. Like, right. and, and they and they kept going into it and going into yeah, it. Yeah, they guess, really leaned into that. Hard. And I was yeah, like, no, stop, please, <laughs> please stop. Right. This is not Draken at all. Like, right. I mean, now counterpoint to that, I feel like the milk scene makes up for most of that. Okay, no, <laughs> I, I said this. I said I wish it was Chalky or Chalky Moo uh, and, and uh, said Coco Moo. Yeah, Coco Moo. I wish it was I Coco still... Moo. I still take it as a veiled reference to that, though. Uh, yeah. That's how, that's how my head works. Yeah, he could have been drinking chocolate milk, though. I mean, that's just as easy to find. Like, like. <laughs> come I mean, on, get cocoa and move. I mean, Josh, they didn't say it wasn't chocolate milk. Yo, you that's true. The, li- the, lighting, the, the lighting was weird. <laughs> you can see it straight on the bottle. You can literally read the ingredients. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, so he, I, I, I'm kind of a little different with you guys. I kind of wish he was blue. I, I mean, kinda, I kind of uh, wish he actually did have a tint of blue that makes him stand out. You know, like the whole thing, like his skin turned blue. That's like even part of his rap, you know, like that's like part that's of, true. of who he is. His skin actually being blue instead of trying to make it slightly realistic, where it like his veins are you know kind of bulged and there's this blue tint to them or this blue to them. So I, I feel like yeah. it's a very defining characteristic of Draken, physically speaking. So I kind of wish his skin was blue. That is completely fair. I mean, it's something that we all definitely would prefer. Yeah, but I just. Yeah, like Curtis said, like on the budget and with everything that they had, I think they did a they did a serviceable job with the lighting and the blue vein. It worked for me. Yeah, I, I want to know the budget. Honestly, <laughs> see the budget, and I want us to put together a live action movie. The budget was like 
I thought it was like 15 bucks in a chicken sandwich, Josh. That, that's what it was. <laughs> that's just the reality. Oh, man. Oh, man. <sighs> but, uh, yeah, so I, I think that summarizes Dragon pretty well. So, Josh, uh, All right. would you like to uh, do you bring want, up a character? Do you want to hear what I think was the best, uh, my favorite or, like, best character um, casting or worse? Tell us oh. about Shigo. Oh. Yeah, tell us about Shigo because she's obviously the best. She's actually number. <laughs> All right. So the Shigo. Okay, I liked. I like Shigo. I like how, how quippy she was right at Barkin. I mean, she went uh, not Barkin, but at Draken at all times, like at yep. all times. And she was to herself. She was very probably the closest to the show character. Oh, out, out of yeah. all the characters, Diesel. She did an amazing job of just getting into the head of Shiga. Yeah. And just even the voice did it for me. Yeah. Yeah, I oh, know her her voice was good too, like all of it, her look was good. You could yep. tell she was older unlike the show like it's really hard to tell that she was actually like 10 <laughs> older years than older Kim. than Kim. Yeah, it's crazy that she's like a decade older than this Kim at least. Yeah. And this Kim's like, a freshman, so I mean yeah, we'll, we'll have to talk about that later, but okay. we'll get to that. Oh, okay, I was yeah, <laughs> worst guess. The, the, whole, the whole discussion. What? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I I really enjoyed her casting. I think a knock on any scene with Kim and Shigo though was the choreography. Obviously, I mean, well, yeah, it was atrocious on so many levels. Um, so yeah, I mean. Though, okay, I don't, I feel like Shigo was good, but I don't know if I felt the chemistry every time between Draken and Shigo. No, that's fair. Uh, I mean, my, my response to that is there's not a lot of chemistry. Like, are you talking about romantic or No, or no, just... no, no. Like, like Shigo and Draken always have this chemistry between each other within the show, just like this... The, like the, the just the whole dynamic, you know, I might take the, over the, the world, quips, like yeah, able like, to play off of each other. Yeah, easily. yeah, yeah. I, I didn't feel that every time, and sometimes the <laughs> times where he would be like, "Silent Shigo," you know, I wished it was John DiMaggio, of course, like because because <laughs> when he would say it, it was just like it, it's great. Um, uh, but yeah, I thought the Shigo casting was great. I thought her look, her character, um, all of it was good. Okay, thoughts on the energy gauntlets instead of coming out of her hands? This is controversial. It is. But I, I, I liked the choice. Did you? I, I okay. really, I really I mean, didn't mind it. The, uh, the, so, uh, the, okay, yeah. I was just say the energy hands just brings up more questions that we already have. Like, as someone who's new to the world, like, you know, like, what's going yeah. on? So gauntlets the, make the, more sense. Yeah, the gauntlets, yeah, the, you have to ask less questions, and, like, that way you don't have to give her any backstory at all. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm fine with the choice, because, I mean, it made for a cool, some extra cool uses of her powers, like, yeah. that she got to use them to, like, slow down her descent. Or yeah, ascent, uh, either way. Well. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm okay with she it. Was I would have man. For, yeah, yeah. I would have, I would have preferred the green hands, obviously, but this was this was serviceable. I'm happy with it. I, w I mean, it could have been a budgetary choice. Oh yeah, I'm sure. 
but but they had to animate the green stuff anyway. Yeah, so. yeah. So I, don't, I mean, it cost. It, I guess it takes more money to have the constant green glow <laughs> right. instead of in spurts. Right. No, that makes sense. Any other Shigo thoughts? I mean, she was in probably my favorite scene of the movie. Which was? Uh, the ending. That was literally my favorite scene in the entire movie. What, with with Baby Draken? Yes. <laughs> that was so good. I yeah, love that. That was my absolutely favorite part of the entire movie. Like, I felt like their chemistry was better then. Like, that, that <laughs> whole moment. And, like... When he called her mother at the end, uh, <laughs> like I thought, I thought that yeah, that was definitely the best. That captured, I think, that moment, that scene captured most of like the true dynamic between Draken and Shigo, um, the best. Yeah, and I loved it that she was like, "Man, I got to get out of this into something sensible, like yeah, a jumpsuit." Yeah, like yeah, leather, <laughs> leather. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, Shigo. Um, my favorite design choice with Shigo was them giving her like metal claws because yeah. it, gave, it, gave, it gave her an actual like plot reason for filing her gloves. Yeah. Through, yeah. Which was really cool and really smart. And you could tell that at least somebody cared a lot. Yeah. Cause yeah. in the show she has nothing, right? She's literally yeah. like filing gl like gloves. It's like what in the world? <laughs> it's the best. But yeah, no, that was awesome. Just everything with Shigo. Yeah. And it's just so much more visually interesting to see her getting, you know, basically beaten up by a 14-year-old girl. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, wild. Absolutely wild. All right, JC. Okay. Time to we dive gotta in. <laughs> what did you say? No, I'll keep my opinion to myself until you introduce me. Yep. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> you know what? I was going to go one direction. I'm going another direction. Josh? Oh, okay. Josh, thoughts on Dr. Ann Possible? Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> um, the whole Possible family, all right? I'm just going to say this. I think I would have recast <laughs> Like, oh, man. There's just this, a lot more Anne people Possible? who I've preferred. Like, the thing is, is, like, that's Lily from, you know, from How I Met Your Mother. And she was so young, like, well, not super young, but she was still pretty young. And she still looks super young, too. Mm -hmm. And it just did not fit for me, man. Did so, not fit for me. Who would you have cast as Anne Possible? Um, probably, okay, so do you know Kate Walsh? I'm Googling it. Okay, did you watch any of Grey's Anatomy? Not at all. Uh, Curtis, did you? No. Uh, okay, look her up. I am. Okay, okay. I'm going to take a look here. Oh, yeah, yeah, that uh, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that lady. Yes. Her voice, her voice is the closest to... Uh, um, to Doctor Impossible, she's got the look. She's got the mature look, but you know, the, the you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. You know. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, her voice is the only thing you're worried about, obviously. No, but her voice does match. Oh my gosh. Yeah, her voice does. Her voice match is really well um, with her, and so and she's got the mature vibe, all of it. She would have been great as Doctor and possibly. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Curtis, you can bring up a character if you'd like. Um. Let's see. How much more can we stall and avoid the inevitable? I mean, <laughs> we, we did not. I thought JC was going to go into it. I, I assume this was his switch bringing up Dr. Impossible. Okay, okay. So. okay. I want. I'll go ahead and get out in front of the narrative because I want to say something before we really get into it. Yes. Bring it on. Athena. Oh, okay. The, yep. the number one sin. <laughs> that this character commits is not being named Monique. I oh! thought she was going to be Monique. When, okay, so I had subtitles on, and she didn't introduce herself to like a minute or two when yeah. the character was on screen. And I thought she was going to be Monique, but then it said Athena says, and I'm like, what? Who the frick is this? Yeah, who the frick is this? Like, who, why? She, like, she had the slight she, Hispanic look to her. All of it. She could have been Monique. She could have been Zeta. Yeah, she could have she, been Zeta, could, too. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. She she honestly could have been Yori. Ah, uh, don't, even, don't, even, don't even go that way, bro. Don't even. <laughs> don't that, even. That, that's kind of how I feel about Monique. Like, the idea of Monique being a robot all of a sudden, I don't, I don't love that. But, well, well, but it would have made... It would have been. I would have just preferred to be a name character. Yeah. Yeah. No. It would have been I, I, better for it to be a name character. Yep. Came out of left field. Who the frick is Athena? Get uh, off my screen, girl. I will. I will insert myself here and say though, it makes me very happy, Josh, that she's basically what Draken was trying to do with the BBs. She's the perfect BB. Yeah, and she was way better than a BB. That's well, for sure. Well, I'll, I'll I'll go you one step further and say. This is a better, like, in terms of, like, plot idea than a very specific plot point that happened in So the Drama. Ooh! And we can't really talk about So the Drama yet because there's much, much to discuss with that, and we don't yes, want to spoil sir. that. But yeah. this was eerily that similar. This was eerily yeah. similar to that. Yeah. And they, they definitely were drawing from that. Yep. And Because I, I actually was surprised by the plot twist. I don't know about you all. I was not expecting that. Oh, yeah. The first time I watched it, because this was my second time I mean, watching it. This isn't a spoiler-free review. I mean, you can say it. Right. Spoilers. <laughs> oh, yeah. She, she, she's a robot. Yeah. Yeah. I knew she was, like, evil, for sure. Um, 100%. Um, but then, like, when she turned, when she was an actual robot, I was like, oh, shoot. Okay. I yeah. was, I, okay, you guys want to know what was going through my mind? What's that? I thought that somehow she was Shigo's daughter. Oh! Uh, that would have been wild! I know! Wouldn't it have been, like, crazy? Like, ah, oh, the whole deal, and the fact that, like, when they were interacting, whatever, like, Shigo obviously was trying to play off at the beginning when she was in front of everybody, like, I don't know you, who dis? And, right. and then, but when they were just dragging her, um, Athena and Shigo, I was like, Shigo's just being that distant mother that like, ugh, like, I don't, eh, I don't do this. Um, so, uh, yeah. And like, 
And her distant, like, cold mothering is why Athena's diving into the evil, like, genre, like, lifestyle. Man, wouldn't that have been great? Like, mm. gosh, man, I'd be a writer. But, yeah, the ro- the robot um, plot twist was un- unexpected, for sure. Nice. Yeah. But I knew she was evil. That girl got evil vibes. I think I think that my other major criticism with this character is her plot took away so much like space from things that could have just been fun references. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And just time away from Ron developing him. Yeah. And she it screwed put, Ron. And it put Kim in a plot that I did not like. Oh man. Athena we'll get to that. Is what was wrong with his <laughs> Yeah. Oh uh, wait, I was gonna say something else. What was I gonna say? Oh, who was in charge of her hair beforehand? Like that who, was that was who? wild. Like no person like that isn't home. Not I'm not. Um, it's just yeah. Nope. No, not at all. There's no way. <laughs> and she had like makeup on. Like you could see her face. Like her face was perfect, and she had makeup on, but her hair just looked horrible. Like, girl, you playing? Quit playing. Welcome to the Disney Channel. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Not much subtlety in those uh, early villain decisions. Now, JC, did you want to? Did you have a specific like um, segment quartered off for like a- actual references you picked up on, or can I talk about some of those? Oh, go ahead. Um, so here's three. I wrote three notes for this movie, and they were all three references that I liked. <laughs> all right. So the first one, and this will this will actually like spring a side tangent, which is fine. Um, I loved the character direction for Bonnie in this movie. She oh. was somehow like three times as evil, but but like way subtler about it. Whereas like real Bonnie is just kind of like openly hostile to Kim. Whereas this Bonnie is like the actual high school brand of evil. Yes, which is fun. I, I liked that a lot. Th- this is slightly minor, Curtis, but to play off of that, I love that she was older. Like, yeah. a grade ahead. Like, she had already, like... Because in the show itself, it seems that they're on the same level. Or even Bonnie might be a great... No, they're on the same grade. But it seemed yeah. that on the scale, the social scale, that Bonnie goes back and forth between being on the same and below. Yeah. But I love that on the social scale here and her age, like, that it was... Like, Bonnie was completely better and above Kim in that way. Everything right. just made a lot more sense. Yeah. With, like, why she would be, like, really nasty to her. Yeah. And uh, I say that to say I love that she called her Bon Bon. (laughs) Yeah. That is a great reference. Uh Uh-huh. Number two, we got a Duff Killigan and a Triple S reference with Dr. Drax. And that was stupendous, and I'm sure Josh smiled. I did. Yeah. I liked it. I don't understand why Duff Killigan has a layer underwater. Like, yeah, I don't. That really... does not match with his character at all. No. No. Yeah, I was just like, I love that they're referencing both, you know, Triple S and Duff Killigan. Um, but, well, but know, to be fair, to be fair, yeah. the man probably built an underwater golf course, and you know, yeah. attached to. I'll try to turn the oceans into golf courses. I don't know. <laughs> Let me just say, this would have been an excellent opportunity to just have a picture of Will Friedel in a kilt. 
Yeah. Oh man, Curtis. That would have been perfection. <laughs> that would have been great. Chef kiss. Another <laughs> another show don't tell thing. My goodness. Yeah, I am sad we didn't at least get to see portraits of them. Yeah. That's sad. Um, and then the last reference I picked I picked up on that I really appreciated was Ron saying never be normal. Yes. That was great. It was great. He was said it to Rufus. Good. Oh man, that was great. Good. I, I thought Ron was such a good casting, but yep. they really messed up on the choreography and just like I don't know. Just all the writing surrounding him. Yes, yes. Which is hard. Like, it's Eng It's like, usually it's hard to distinguish the difference between the two when it comes to a movie. But it, this one, it was kind of easy. You're like, good casting. He's got a great voice. He matches kind of the vibes, but you're writing him so bad. Like, mm -hmm. come on now. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so, I just want to very quickly bring up a couple of more minor characters. First of all, Nana Possible. Yeah. I thought she, I thought she did great. She yeah. was fun. I liked her. Like if, if, uh, Oh my goodness. Her name. Uh, Oh my goodness. Why am I forgetting her name? Her voice actress who passed away, unfortunately back in 2016. Um, Carrie Fisher's mother, Debbie Reynolds. My goodness, why did it take me so long? Debbie Reynolds. If she was still alive, it would have been so good to see her as Nana Paul. Yeah. My gosh, that makes me so sad that didn't happen, but we can't fix that. Uh, so they did the best they could with not having her available, obviously. May she rest in peace. Um, but I thought she did great as Nana Possible. It was cool seeing her in action. There was no reason for and possible to be in the field, but whatever. Um, but it made me so sad that they had her give Kim food and that it wasn't Nana's famous lemon squares. Yeah. That just hurt. Why that was Nana possible in the field? Because she apparently has a black belt in this version. Yeah, that seemed extraneous and unnecessary. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's so many things unnecessary. They're, they're, they took the girl power <laughs> angle a little heavy in that moment. Well, usually it runs in threes, right? Like Charlie's Angels and stuff like that. So, Yeah, but why? I don't know. It just is what it is, man. Doesn't mean it works out. It just is exactly. what it is. <laughs> exactly. But anyway, I don't think there's much else to say about Nana. No. Uh, so, Dr. Dementor. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. What a great, what a great moment. All right. Best part of the movie. Right oh, there. man, I loved him so much. He might have been the highest paid actor in the movie. <laughs> Quite possibly. I mean, just the status. Although I see him in such low budget films and high budget, like he does whatever. So, yeah. Uh, but to get Patton Oswalt to reprise the voice in live action was just... Mwah. So good. Oh, goodness. Yeah. I kind of wish they gave him the visor, though. Um, but they didn't, so... Because some... Oh, wait. Sometimes he wears a visor, right? 
Does he? Yeah, I think he does sometimes. But def oh man, I just wanted him to yell like everything. <laughs> like just yeah. yell. Just, just start on. Yeah, just start yelling. Fraulein! <laughs> <laughs> he does not wear a visor. Okay. Never. He has like a head. Yeah, he, he does have a helmet. He always wears a helmet. A helmet. Yeah, it's not really a visor. No, no, no. Uh, well, yeah. Let's see. But just every moment with him and the melting slime stuff was just all so cool, in my opinion. I like that all. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Overall, pretty darn good opening. There were definitely some moments that weren't great about it, but, you know, overall pretty good. Oh, he, so, but he does wear stuff over his eyes. Like, the helmet is over, like... Yeah. It, it shows yeah. his eyes, so that's what I was thinking. I gotcha. So, like, he's wearing basically a juggernaut helmet. Yeah, kind of. All right, so... Shall we just go ahead and dive into all things Kim Possible? Oh, yeah, we forgot to talk about Kim Possible. <laughs> Did we, though? Did we? <laughs> Josh. Well, he Josh, was, like I'm going to go out and say it. All right. Are we ready? You already you already said she was the worst character. Yeah, she cast. is the worst casting in the entire film. Yeah. No doubt. Not one doubt whatsoever. It did not feel like Kim Possible at all. Some of the things that she did, I was like, that's not Kim Possible. That's, ah. Like, she lacked Kim's attitude. Oh, that was the Yes. I just feel like this character arc was so unnecessary. Like, not only was she a bad casting, I feel like I did not like her her arc. Well, I'll movie. say this. I think the arc lasted too long. I think it was a little bit too heavy-handed. But there have definitely been episodes where there was there have been a similar arc for Kim, where she's felt jealous. Like, like when, when uh, Monique and Ron were hanging out, she was super jealous. Yes, she was jealous. But, I mean, like... Like, I, like I things think... like that have happened. But but this was just played out too long, a little bit too much. It made Kim feel a little bit too one note. Yes, I yeah. like she emphasized that to Nina. Like this is who I am, and I'm like, oh my gosh, please yeah. stop. That was not, not good. Please stop. I oh goodness, and and I just wrote like a quick note, like how she was prepared for school and had all that stuff organized and set and ready, I was like, that's not very Kim. Like, even though that's something super minor, just did not feel Kim from the start. Mm-hmm. I just... Oh, man. It was, it was, it was so bad. I mean, there, I, I feel like they could have, like, had a different person, too, that, like, I already had someone in mind that could have done, you know, Kim better. Was not a huge fan of her uh, mission clothes redesign either. No, like, uh, yeah. Especially when they put the original ones in the movie. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, that's, you know, too, uh, you know. They they did go back to the old school in the in their last, like, in, when they took over the, the lair, right? Like, so they all went in the black and green. Right? I didn't even notice that. Yeah, they did. When they oh. all changed clothes, and then uh, he's like, uh, and <clears throat> and Ron's like, how, how do you guys do that? And then, Do what? Huh? Do what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Um, but that, yeah, I'm pretty sure they were all wearing the black and green. Oh. That's neat. That is neat. Um, I did think the joke was funny, though, when she was like, yeah, I decided to stop wearing the same thing every time because it's cartoony. Because I'm a fan of The Last Jedi, so I can't really be mad at them saying, screw the fans. <laughs> so I, I pretty much have to always be okay with that now. And I accept Oh, it. gosh, Curtis, come on, man. Because, I mean, <laughs> screw the fans, honestly. It's like, ha oh, because it's from a cartoon. <laughs> gosh. I, I did not like, I did not like Kim Possible. There were moments where I was like, oh, she played that really great. Like, that was definitely something Kim would do. And, oh, yeah, she hit that note really good. Next then scene, were, garbage. Oh, <laughs> oh, God. But there were, there were a lot of moments where it was just like, oh, yeah, Kim would have handled that slightly differently. And Kim would have given more attitude to Bonnie or whoever. I don't know. They the were just... most Kim-like thing that happened in the entire film was her taking on the soccer team in the soccer field. That, that was, was a dope. That was a dope scene. That was that the was most a... Kim-like thing she did in the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Argue with that at all? <laughs> did you have any other thoughts, Curtis? I will say, um, I just don't think I cared about her enough to like be that upset about it. Mm. That's oh, right. I mean, oh, oh, I, mean, like, I get she, it. I get it. She was, she was just, I mean, I thought she was kind of mid mm -hmm. for, for most of the movie. Um, I was honestly so much more focused on the other characters and how, like, they were just having fun hamming it up. But I was like, yeah, I mean, Kim just kind of exists. In a film <laughs> titled Kim Possible. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, there's plenty of Kim Possible episodes where she is not the main focus. Yes, that's true. Yes. But I mean, yeah. I mean, I just think to the point like you, there are, there are some episodes. I mean, there are bad episodes of Kim. Well, not like bad, but like lower tier episodes yeah. of Kim Possible. And actually, I would say that that baby's episode was garbage. But um, whatever, Josh. I'm just saying, man. They're horrible. <laughs> they're so bad. Um, but like a lot of the characters step up to a point. Like Ron sometimes will step up like crazy, or you'll have like. Shigo and Draken and John DiMaggio as Draken like just takes the stage like crazy. Do you guys feel like any of the characters really took the stage to that level? No. Where you're like, I enjoy, yeah, I didn't think so. Well, not to that level, but I mean, Shigo like, is pretty to the point where like, hey, actually, I'm enjoying this. I mean, there were a couple moments with Shigo that I liked quite a bit. But oh yeah, yeah there was there was enjoyable parts. I enjoyed parts with Draken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like 20% of the film, or 15, because the rest, I was cringing. Oh, oh yeah, there's plenty, there's plenty of cringe in this movie. And, I mean, if we went back and watched High School Musical 1, there'd yes. be just as much cringe. Yeah, okay, so High School Musical 1 wasn't a film that I thought was, like, one of the higher-tier ones that lasted. Honestly, it was another musical one, and it was Camp Rock. Oh, I love Camp Rock. I feel uh, like Camp Rock would I'd, hold up. I'd go out on a limb and say that's probably just as cringe. I mean, there <laughs> were some cringe moments, but like some of the like some of the higher moments, like between Demi Lovato and Joe Jonas, you know, and like Allison Stoner's time in there too. I feel like uh, Camp Rock yeah. was 
really good. Like, I feel like it would still hold up. Like, I feel like that's one of the top tier. Like, out of that, mostly the most like you know, quantity uh, number or like term that you used. I feel like it's above that. Like, it's it's one of the ones that still comes through. Yeah. Banger songs. Yes, banger songs. I mean, like, Burning Up still is a blaster. Like, come on. Burning Up is in Camp Rock? No. It, it, wait, wasn't it? No. no. Which one did they sing? They sang one up on stage. Which one was it? Uh, that was uh, Feel the Music or something like that. Um, not Feel the Music. No. I just want to play my music? Play my music, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, This Is Me is still a banger. It's like... Burning Up came around the same time the movie came out, though, right? Like, probably. I mean, all of all. Of the I was associated the two, but like, this is me. I feel like it's a banger. Like, come on. Like that's... most most of the Jonas Brothers stuff all happened within like three years. <laughs> yep. It was it was all right there. And like, okay, since we're on the topic, from <laughs> Camp Rock Two, introducing me, Nick Jonas singing. What a great song. Oh, yes. <laughs> My gosh, love it. Right. But anyway, <laughs> all right, all right. Back to Kim Possible. Thoughts on the communicator being a necklace? Nope. Yeah, that was. It was super awkward when Athena went for it too. I'm like, like, <laughs> what? But I, I guess, like, whatever. It was weird. Didn't it like was that. Weird. Nope. That's a nope yeah. for me. Yeah, that was a weird choice. Like, I can understand the, the virtual display and all that, but, but just why? I mean, we all have phones. Just make it make it more like a smartphone and have her hold it. It's fine. I don't know. Yeah, I think they probably would have thought that the phone aspect would still to analog, even though that's what we do now. Um they, you know, like, I don't know, they were just trying to, whatever, they were like, whatever Wade is involved in, we want to make it seem as future tech as possible. Why didn't they just make it an iPhone? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, alright. Yeah, well, so we're all pretty much uh, in agreement that that wasn't a great choice. Nope. What about the choice to make them freshmen? I mean, I didn't mind it. I didn't it's, it's kind of what you, it's kind of what you have to do for like a high school movie where you're just getting introduced to characters. It played yeah. into the arc of her identity thing, um, but I hated yeah. the arc anyways. So exactly. So um, I I think like for Kim Possible fans, I think it would have been much better to keep her, you know, sophomore junior age. Yeah, uh, she was she was quite established um, at the beginning of the show. So she was definitely yeah. a sophomore at least. Mm -hmm. because we see them beginning junior year in uh uh in time yeah such in time so that's so she was she was a sophomore she became a junior and she's finishing up junior year by the end of season three yeah and one of the episodes which we'll discuss in this in next when we'll discuss the episodes along with so the drama it is confirmed that they are juniors yes exactly or yeah Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I didn't love the choice because it once again fed into the bad character arc for Kim. But yeah, it did. Yeah. Uh, bueno Nacho. Love that they brought it up, and I love how close to the Nako they were trying to go. Like. Yep. Yeah. 
Loved it. And I'm pretty and sure it. Curtis would have ordered the burrito the exact way Kim likes it. So, or the yes, he would have. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And what didn't they bring up? Was it called a cha cha chimarita? It yep. was yeah, uh, yeah, something like that, like a, a cha cha chimarito, something like that, with no sour cream. Yeah. And there was some sort of salad he brought up too, um, with extra cheese that he put on it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Love I, nachos. I love that you sent me another video of them making of someone making the, <laughs> the nacho, JC. <laughs> of course. It's such a hard dish to make, but I'm gonna do it someday. It's I oh, didn't yeah. realize how like Curse and I didn't realize how extreme it was until we started looking it up. And we're like, this is like three whole dishes in one. Yeah. Um, it's just like wanna be cooking for three hours? Yeah. Why not? Oh yeah. Yeah. It was a lot. It it would take two people, I swear, like to really get it done and have the food not be cold when you finish. Right. Someday. Someday we'll do this. <laughs> yeah. But I do like that they brought like we got a Bueno Nacho. I liked the look of Bueno Nacho. Though I'm pretty sure a lot of the buildings when you looked at it from the outside was CGI. Um, no joke. Pretty oh, sure yeah. all of the buildings when they were like shots from the outside were CGI. Uh, yeah, I, even their house. That was weird. The possible house, you could tell that that was CGI or whatever oh, yeah. that technology you want to call that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it, I I don't even know, but yes, it was. But it was it was like a funny take almost on the fact that like for every single Disney Channel show. They just kind of like show one like static picture of the house. Yeah, and then everything's <laughs> inside. There's never a <laughs> shot from the outside. Yep. Never. So like it kind of played up on that idea for me. Okay. And I kind of liked it. I kind of liked it just for that, where it's just like here's the one angle for the house that you'll see one time, and then we're going inside. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was funny. Yeah, uh, I, I guess. I was just like, yo, that is CG guy, and it's bad. But Sure. And her flying through the sky in her jetpack, oof. Oh, well, yeah. Oof. Hard to, hard to translate that without some real budget. <laughs> You're, Again. I guess, yeah. I, yeah. I, just, I just sometimes think, like, why go, why greenlight a project with such a low budget? You know, like... Yeah. Like, George Lucas did better with the original Star Wars, and the budget was, like, half or a fourth of that. I bet you if you adjusted that for inflation, it was more than this movie got. I don't know, man, because they were literally having to craft things themselves like crazy. Like, it's just, like, this known story of how low the budget was for Star Wars. Right. I still imagine it had to be more than a Disney Channel original movie. Yeah, I mean, you you might not be you might not be wrong. I mean, I, I yeah like. But yeah, he didn't have any money in the seventies. You're right about that for sure. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we haven't really brought speaking of CGI. We haven't really brought up uh, Rufus a ton. Uh, any general he was, thoughts? He was barely in it. Yeah, he really was. Yeah, I I I liked the times he was in it. Like. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a very uh, different origin story for Rufus and Ron meeting. Yeah, it was a very different one. I was like, oh, man, the whole Smarty Mart story is pretty awesome. But, I mean, this was this was fine and honestly made more sense. But yeah. 
I will say this. The CGI wasn't amazing on Rufus, but it was still better than naked mole rats look in real life. Oh gosh, yeah. It's it's That's the whole fair. it's the whole they have like not only the teeth coming from the top, but it's the bottom as well. That's just like oh that is so oh that that makes me uncomfortable just looking at it. Urban. Absolutely. Also it's it's an excellent reference to the episode and the mole rat will be CGI that we will discuss. Ah uh, yes. Yes indeed. Absolutely amazing. Um any other thoughts on the movie itself? Hmm. No, I mean, no, not really. I, I think we've thoroughly discussed everything we thought, including the plot of the movie, the, um, the casting, which I think was, to me, one of the more important aspects of the film. Oh yeah. Um. So. I thought it was kind of cool that the producer of the film is Zach Lepovsky, so like almost like Drew Lipsky, but not. That's great. <laughs> <Yeah. No. laughs> uh, okay, looking at the budget here, ladies and gentlemen, the budget of this film was way more than I thought it was going to be. It was $40 million. It's Whoa. at least estimated that it was $40 million. Yes. While um, New Hope was $11 million. Okay. Adjusted for inflation, that's 45. Yep. Okay, okay, you're looking up. So well, there it was you go. still pretty close, and I feel like they did better with a new... I mean, I, they just had better well, yes, creative obviously minds. they did better with A New Hope, but I was still right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just, it's okay. not that far off, though. Okay, ladies and gentlemen of the audience, you don't realize how amazing that moment was because Curtis anticipated all that and already did the inflation calculation just to shut Josh down. No, I, I mean, got you. I, I was on it. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, they still, it was oh. $5 million difference, all right? And they still did so much better. Well... Well, it this movie, it, this movie didn't have George Lucas, so. No, that's the that's yeah. the difference. I mean, it, they didn't have Curtis Cooper or Josh Shelton or James Carl Brown. I mean, we could have done. Right. We could have done some freaking work. I mean, if we wrote a Kim Possible live action movie, my gosh. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, yes. I just references the jokes, the casting. I mean, we we could have killed it. She go wins. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, really quick, I just want to mention that it is hilarious that Kim Possible was taking trigonometry as a freshman. But, you know? Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. You can do anything. That's insane. I'll... That is absolutely yeah. bonkers. Yeah. Uh, besides that, we got to do it, guys. New Naked Mole Rap. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, we can discuss this before we close out this episode. Um, I actually only had one thought on the rap. Yeah. As in comparison. Um, I enjoyed the Wade freestyle. Ooh! That was fun. I liked the Wade freestyle, and that's something that I would... But the cartoon one's still way better. Well, yeah. Like, way I, I, better. I was surprised that it wasn't as cringe as I was expecting. I'll say that. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was better than I expected. Um, part, of, part of it is just that, that Ron is adorable. Mm-hmm. 
And, uh, I mean, they did layer in, like, Rufus's actual backstory from the movie. So, can't really be mad at that. That's what they changed it to. Yeah, they did. They did change it to that. But I like the Wade freestyle. I don't like that Wade was also the background singer. Um, yeah, no, I didn't I was like, like that at no, all. No, I, I like the whole, like, uh, woman, like, girl chorus thing that was going on in in the cartoon yeah. one. I thought that was, yeah. So. Yep. Oh, also, small side note. Here's what I will say for the special effects of the movie. Most of the special effects, pretty bad. But the but for some reason, the UI and the HUD that Wade used looked pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. I guess all the budget went into that. All of it. Oh, gosh. No, yeah. <laughs> what was the whole... <laughs> Like, I realized they were diving into, like, the cartoon. Like, hey, this is a movie ad- adapted from a cartoon. Like, they definitely were emphasizing that. But, like, I feel like they were with the cup. Like, his cup. Like, he was... And he was always drinking from it, you know, like he did in the show. Mm-hmm. Like, because he was always drinking from some sort of cup. A lot of the times. In the first two seasons, at least. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I, I thought the Naked Mall app was fun, but obviously not as good as the original. Not even close. Not even close. Not even close. Didn't have Wilfred Dale or the background singers. Yeah, even though they did get a Ron that had somewhat of a similar voice. Um, I loved that he wore Ron's original clothes. He did. That uh, was great. There yeah. we go. It's sad. A movie that's titled Kim Possible, where Ron Stoppable has so, done so much better than Kim <laughs> Yes. I mean, Ron, Ron Ron steals the show a lot of times, though. so it is it is a thing. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, guys, we got to end this episode on a positive note. And I just want to say really quickly, you know, the movie wasn't amazing. But, I mean, I had a good time with it. Even though this is my second time watching it, I still had a pretty good time. So, pretty, pretty, pretty good overall. It wasn't amazing. Josh, you clearly... It cringed and had a hard time getting through it. Yes, I did. Curtis, your overall thoughts? I overall enjoyed it for what it was. There we go. That's. Um, I don't think I'll ever rewatch it unless nope. unless I force all of my kids to watch Kim Possible and they want to watch it. <laughs> I then I'd watch it again. I still don't see any necessary reason for you to show them that film. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> It, this this would be the scenario in which we watch it on Disney Plus, the show, and then they're like, "Hey, what's this live action thing?" And I'm like, "Well, kid, if you want to watch it, I'll watch it with you." Okay, okay. If you want to watch it, but I would say disclaimer, it's not as good as the show. Well, yeah. Um, but I do have a special segment that's been reoccurring that I will now rank this movie against every other movie that we've reviewed. Oh, boy. At and, least uh, put there, it above the original Tron movie, please. There have been a few updates to this list since I talked about it last. Okay. Some of which you all will agree with. Some of which you all will think I'm a lunatic for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I that's okay. Wait. And that's okay. Because uh, I am correct in all of these. Uh, oh, are you now, sir? Okay. Now, at the very bottom, we have the Buttman vampire movie. Nope. Really? Yep. That's a solid movie. Best thing about the Batman. Really? That was the I best could, thing about the Batman for sure. But I really? Couldn't tell you, I couldn't tell you one thing I remember about that movie. Not Dracula. one. Oh, 
man. Vicky Vale, bro. Come on. I forgot she was in that movie. <laughs> Legitimately. All right. Uh, going up from there, we have the Snyder Cut. Yeah, let's see. We're gonna we're gonna get over that. Um, move on. It's please. not. It's not at the bottom. It's no, not at just, the bottom. No, just move on. There's no way this okay. movie was better okay. than the Snyder okay. Cut. There's no <laughs> way this movie was better than the Snyder Cut. Please continue moving. Curtis, I support your ranking that this movie is better than the Snyder Cut, for the record. I ranked these movies in the order in which I enjoyed them. Okay. That's it. That's it. And I support this choice by Curtis Cooper. All right, right above Snyder Cut, we have Tron, 1981. I don't support that. Uh, Snyder Cut's better than that movie. Uh, above that, we have Transformers, Predacons Rising. I support that. I forgot we watched that. Yeah, no, that movie was big, forgettable, and I didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, it was. The only but parts that matter are the beginning and the end. But it wasn't as teeth holy. It wasn't like pulling teeth like the original Tron was. Nope. Um, above that, we have Kim Possible, 2019. I don't love that choice, the having that above Thomas, but whatever. That, I just got 2019, man. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Um, and then, so I feel like that's the cutoff. Every movie there and below is bad. <laughs> and then every movie above that is at least okay. And with that, we have Tron Legacy. Yeah. A lot of good, a lot of bad. Mm-hmm. Then we have Black Widow. Yeah. Then we have The Eternals. Fair. And yes. then there's a, and then there's a tier... And I would say these movies are all at least good. So at number four, we have The Batman. Number three, Shang-Chi. Number two, Mugen Train. And number one, <laughs> No Way Home. Nice. I forgot to write Doctor Strange. Frick. Oh, multiverse. That, that, that's uh, right above The Batman. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> So wait, is that number three overall then? Number four overall. Number four. Oh my gosh. We watched some really bad movies. Mugen Train. What's number three for you? Shang-Chi. Oh, Shang oh, Shang-Chi above Multiverse of Madness. Interesting. I wouldn't do that. Oh, heck um, yeah. A thousand times. Okay. Uh, I need to rewatch Multiverse of Madness. I feel like they're both around the same tier for me. In general, so much, in general, the way I work, I just rate most solo movies, especially origin movies, way lower than other things. That's I just true. I, oh, I man, JC, just, you need to change that, bro. I just don't love many origin stories. Uh, Iron Man, the first Iron Man was so good. Goodness. I need to rewatch it, but I, I just don't love the origins. I don't know. It's just me. Besides Spider-Man, I love Spider-Man movies, but... But even even uh, Homecoming, it's not an origin movie. You just jump right in. No, so. Yeah, that's true. It doesn't it count. So it doesn't have that effect on me. So I don't know. Anyway. But yeah, uh, those are all correct opinions. And now we can uh, wrap this episode. Okay, okay. I appreciate that. Now, okay, guys. June 7th, 2002. The first episode, Crush, aired of Kim Possible. 20 years ago to this day, June 7, 2022, when we are recording this. Yep. Magic. Hey. So, so a and huge... we barely made the cut. 
<laughs> a huge congratulations to Kim Possible for its 20th anniversary. And I don't think either of you guys know this because I've kept my mouth shut. But Christy Carlson Romano organized an anniversary podcast episode that is an hour long that debuted today on our YouTube channel with all of the original cast members. And Whoa. right after this, I'm going to be watching that. And Curtis, I imagine you will be too, because I am so excited to see them do that. And I'll talk about the show for the 20th anniversary. And who knows? Maybe they'll announce a sequel show. Who knows what will happen? Season uh, five. Give me season five. I saw five. your tweet, Curtis. I saw your tweet, man. Sometimes you got to shoot your shot. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Who do you tweet at? Uh, it was just like a tweet about Kim Possible. And the slow, like the tweet was like, there's nothing she can't do. And Curtis <laughs> like, give it or like, give us a season five. Like, Okay, I'm gonna find. That. I'm gonna retweet it. I'm gonna like it. I'll, I will be there. Thank oh, you, sir. God. Oh yes, uh, and good listeners, do that as well, please. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but if that wasn't enough, Chrissy Carlson Romano also posted a 10 minute episode on her YouTube channel, which says Kim Possible reunion, brand new original scene. What? And I have what no idea what it is, but I'm excited to watch that 10-minute video. Uh, me too. Yep. Oh, man. So I am extremely excited for that. So that is a very high note that I wanted to end this episode on. Yeah, and there you go, Kim Possible fans. Let's go. The next time we uh, gather to discuss uh, the first part of Season 4, we should definitely discuss... Uh, all of these Christy Cross Romano videos, if whoever decides to watch them. If it's just me, I will do it by myself. <laughs> uh, rally yes. together like they did to get Young Justice Season 3. It can happen. Exactly. exactly. And both Will Friedle and Christy Carlson Romano have been vocal in their videos that they want more Kim Possible to happen. They're just waiting on Disney to call them. I feel like so Disney we'll has their hands tied with so many other projects. I mean, they took on the MCU and Star Wars, and they also have all their other current kids' shows. So Let it all burn for Kim Possible. What I said. <laughs> oh, okay, Curtis, would, would you allow the MCU to stop making movies for Kim Possible to get more episodes? Yes. Just a one-or-two-year one one hiatus, which I don't mind no. because we've been flooded with so much MCU stuff. Let it, let it breathe. Let it all breathe. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a 100% percent for that like stop the mcu you know and like bring on some other like projects that are you know whatever like they're on a they're on a momentum roll with star wars so i would kind of put not put that in the back seat but i'm down with the mcu taking the back seat right now it's impossible yes yeah all for kp <laughs> Alright, well there you have it, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, our thoughts on the 2019 film, Kim Possible, live action, oh my goodness, it was enjoyable for some, um, but I, I guess we, we started to rate stuff, right Curtis, or we were rank, we were rating the games, that's right, we were, we were doing the games, um, mm. but, uh, yeah, those are our thoughts, 
it was a trip and i hope you enjoy it. if you do make the decision to watch the film but we did kind of give some spoilers um you know feel free to share your thoughts though in the youtube video uh you know like subscribe we are the court of capes you we uh, were your judges rate rank and discuss hero content you can find us on spotify other podcast services around the globe as well as youtube hear our lovely voices see my lovely face whatever it is you want to do support us any way you can we love it and we love giving you guys content with that said be rufas and rufarious